On dispensers of pets, going out at the cons, Renaissance fest, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, the President of the United States of America, Barack Obama! April Fools! It's Derek McCaw. It's probably April 3rd. Yeah, it's about April 3rd right now. Well, we celebrate the whole weekend. We're all, yeah, it's true. It's a whole My family are devout fools. So we celebrate all month. I like the way he hit the whole scale on that introduction. I know, that was an arpeggio. Yeah. That was not just an introduction. Yeah. That was an arpeggio. April Fool's! Mezzo fortissimo. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. With me, You're not Barack Obama? Is my, no. Uh-huh. He was born in the U.S. Mm. Oh, don't. No, don't. <laughs> just, no. Thanks, Donald Trump. Wow. Wow. Um, so, uh, uh, diet. Uh, That's so not me. You've got Go. better hair. Mm. Uh, so uh, over there, of course, is, is our announcer. Lon, the god of thunder, Lopez. Wow, that's foreshadowing. Yes, and, and portentous. And uh, uh, we have a, I, I don't know, I, when it's somebody that comes in occasionally. Frequent say, contributor. Yes, frequent contributor. Uh, sitting across with a Pepsi to my Diet Coke. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's a Coca-Cola. It's like worse. a chess match. It's, uh, David Tapia, the token minority. What? What? But I'm With Mexican. Juan Lopez? Right. <laughs> From the pants down. I think I'm the token minority here. What? Wait, what? it's like we're half brown, half white tonight. Oh. We're sort of it's like, like a, we're like a wheat and turkey Portuguese, sandwich or something. I'm Portuguese, but I don't, you know. That's you European. You know, that's that still count. European. I'm yeah. from L.A. Mm. Mm. Okay. Hence the uh, we're Barack all, Obama joke. Yes, we're all Northern Californians except for Rick, right? NorCal mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. I don't know what that. We means. all say hella, and we do. Mm. And uh, across their podcast, producer Moral Compass and L.A. and feeling less and less comfortable sitting at the table, thirsty and envious, Rick Brett Snyder. Uh, odd man out. How yeah. about a little Shazam thunder? All right, Shazam. So we got some comics news, some movie news, some TV news. Uh, and a little toy news, I think, probably tonight. Or little a, toys. Little toy feature. Or maybe middle-sized toy, I don't middle. know. Yeah. Uh, so let's start off with some comics news. Um, wanted to just say, of course, we know that uh, DC Comics has been holding the line at, at $2.99. One of the things that was... When convenient. When convenient. Uh, because one of the things that was sacrificed when they cut down to two ninety nine was that several of the three ninety nine books had little backup features in them, eight-pagers. Most of them not missed. Uh, most of them not missed, but apparently one you yourself had not caught up on and realized was actually pretty good was Jimmy Olsen in the back of Action Comics written by Paul Cornell. So, and they also canceled like First Wave, didn't they? Uh, yeah. yeah, but they, yeah. they but there were and there were they backup closed features all those in there, backup but features. they were finished. No, I just meant they cut that to, s- to save money. Yes. Um, well, yeah, and to save um, our bleeding eyes from how bad it was. <sighs> the spirit yeah. one was good. Sure, you keep telling me that. The but spirit one was better than the main story. But, um, but okay. Doc Savage still hurts me. Anyway, uh, so they've tried to rectify that this week, holding the line at five ninety nine. Whoa, with whoa. The Jimmy Olsen one-shot special. do it once. Right. Uh, with the, I think it was four chapters in uh, Action Comics, eight pages, so 32 pages, and then a 30-page 
wrap-up of the story. So 32 pages of story for... For six bucks. For six bucks. Because, uh, or maybe more than maybe more than four issues. Let's even say seventy. Let we'll go. Uh, sorry, thirty and thirty-two, sixty-two pages, seventy pages math. perhaps for five ninety-nine. So twice the size. Certainly more than twice the story for the price of a two ninety-nine book. There you go. Um, so uh, gathering up, it it was a really good first half of the story. So we'll wait and see. I don't know if there were any other backups that'd be worth it. So I'm not feeling bad about picking up this one for, for six bucks but I wish that since half of it had already been published that maybe um, it had been maybe a four ninety nine or but that's just me Yeah, um, I'd be a little, well I am a little upset because I bought all the regular books that had it in there and now I'm paying again for half of these stories just to get the finish except you're not because you didn't pick this up did you? I did not, but I put it back because I thought it was like one of those loser one page one that's, a good looking, uh, that's a good yeah, looking the art book actually looks pretty good. and it's also, uh, it's also potentially um, interesting because it is the introduction of Chloe Sullivan into mainstream DC Chloe shows up in the first issue of action as Jimmy's uh, girlfriend who is dumping him so part of the plot is smart girl is Jimmy trying to win Chloe back but how does she look in the comic? Um, she looks like the, uh, no, there she is on the cover. This is her the, short the, white the hair on there, and the, you know, yeah. so she similar looks... enough to Allison Mack. Yeah. And you've read this whole thing, or I read the I read the stories that were backups in uh, action. Um, so and enjoyed them. They were really I can't remember what the name. Was. I love the, the art. Title. Who's the artist on that? Um, this is a guy named R. B. Silva. I had I smell before. an up and coming superstar. But there, yeah, I mean, you see Chloe there. Uh, you know her first page. It looks close yeah, enough. Uh, no, they got the posture down too. Yeah. Oh yeah, good posture. Well, I love a girl like with good her. posture. Uh, it, no, it, it's I the way she stands too. in the show. It's uh, so the con- Jimmy Olsen's big week, and he mm-hmm. saves the universe a few times, and it's full of callbacks to the. Does old, he turn into Alligator Man? Uh, not so far. El- I don't okay. know. I mean, okay. you know, it's just, not Alligator. It's uh, turtle, he references turtle having boy. had earlier okay. uh, adventures. Yeah. Uh, along those lines, so that's a, you know uh, for a, a fan who hasn't purchased books in a while, like myself, to see something like that, to see something like that, that actually looks you know good art and a good like chunk of it's not like trade big, but it's a little light. You know what I mean? Like for six bucks, if it's I want a good wanna, afternoon, yeah, I don't want to like dig into a nice read. That might be pretty cool. I might I might check that out. What's it called? It's just called Jimmy Olsen One it's Shot. A Jimmy Olsen doesn't even say Jimmy Olsen One Shot. It's just yeah, it's Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen number one. Number Jimmy one. Olsen Blues, like yeah. the Spin Doctor song. I would have called it that. Yeah, I know. I'm, but I think there's probably a section of the readership that wouldn't get that anymore. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Please. Oh, I miss you, '90s. They were good times for us, but now we're in the and that band. <laughs> Imagine where they spin are doctors. now, huh? I was in the freaking Spin <laughs> Doctors. If if you are a spin doctor, write in to <laughs> editor at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, we wonder what you've been up to. Um, so, um, speaking of people that are wondering what they're up to, is uh, there was some... Uh, you've been wondering now that uh, Governor Brown is, is in office and, and Schwarzenegger has left. You were mm-hmm. probably wondering what Schwarzenegger was going to do next. Uh, just going to work out. No. He's going to pump you up. No, he, he did say... He's he going had, to smoke a joint. A few weeks ago, he said he was going to do a comic book property of some kind. And Wait, so he's going to do it by reading it? Or like, one, he's uh, going to like, you know, murder he it? He cannot read. He's going to um, pump it up? That uh, people thought, he's going to go back and play Mr. Freeze again? Yeah. Uh, no, that he said he has now officially teamed up with you know the guy that... Uh, that really the only guy who's working writing more books than or working on more books than Jeff Johns 
Oh, Brian Michael Bendis. Bendis. Stan Lee. Oh. Uh, yeah, the whole you know, Traveler yeah. just came out this uh, week. Stan Lee's supposed to be in town pretty soon, right? Uh, I've heard rumors of it, but I haven't gotten hmm. any, any proof. But, Is that uh, going to be at WonderCon? I don't think so. No, it's like a couple weeks ever. But uh, anyway, Stan Lee and Arnold are teaming up for a comic book and television animation Can I guess project. what it's called? Do. Old ahead. Fogies? No. Oh. No. It's a pretty Twins obvious Twins 2? It's one that makes me just go, man, it's just a way for both of them to keep their names in the, in the news. Stan Lee and Arnold Schwarzenegger present... Domino's, the movie. Nope, nope. Couch Buddies. What, what did they call him when he was in office? The governator. The governor. That's he made what a it comic is. called the governor. But that wasn't well, officially. Schwarzenegger wasn't oh, getting a piece of that pie. I smell a lawsuit. So I he's going to get a, a piece pass. of this pie. It's a comic book and animated series. Wait. He, so what does he do? Sit around and get nothing done? Yeah. They'll <laughs> use his, They'll use his actual family, but he will have a series of super suits that give him different abilities, and he'll have a teenage, a thirteen-year-old whiz kid computer uh, hacking sidekick named Ready for this Penny. Zeke Muckerberg. Oh, oh, Stan. It's time to put down the pen. Yeah. Yeah, Stan. Stan this Lee is why I want to say... I got to name somebody. Let me get the Scrabble pieces. Yes. No, he just... That's Facebook yeah. creator. Right, right. Right, no, we right. Got it, yeah. we, we got it. But that's that's what I want to say. That Even as we go, oh, Stan, this is one of those like stripperella where the idea right. just sounds so... It's just a headline grabbing. But I don't want to take away from the fact... Stripperella was epic. Was it? I didn't no. watch any of it. Um, but... but <laughs> That Boom Studios' Stan Lee books are, he's just overseeing as really good modern writers are working on the, uh, on the titles. And The Traveler, uh, Soldier Zero, and... More like Plane Zero! Wait, now I can't think of what the, what the other one... Doggone it. Uh, Traveler's Doggone it? No, that would be a good title, oh, though. Okay. You can have it. You can have that. No, Stan Lee presents <laughs> Doggone It. Uh, they're really good books. They're, they're really good stories, and you can see, yes, that old kind of like the Stanley formula, as you were talking last week about Sigil, yeah. uh, which I realized after reading it is a tie-in to El Cazador. And, and the character, oh, right? the character okay. in Sigil is going to be going through all the books that they haven't actually formally announced re- re- reviving. Oh, that's, that's Mystic's World is also That's included. so brilliant. It, you know, so. <laughs> it's like doomed. Uh, you know, I, I agree with your evaluation of saying that's the typical Marvel formula, the Stan right. Lee formula. At least it's set up in that first but book. In, was, but yeah. in Boom Studios, it, it works because uh, you have Mark Wade, you have Paul Cornell writing, um, and now the guys. But did you really want to read that story one more time? No, no, no. But it's not. It's moving forward from it. It's reimagining okay. a bit. I still think Roos. But was even a good if they come back, I mean, if, if if half the book is that that I'm story, I I I, 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 you know, yeah. I, let's go back to Zeke Muckerberg. Yeah. Uh, no, Zeke Muckerberg. But another revival, and I just mentioned it because it, it, it's not Archie, but a, a kid's book that's coming back. Uh, did you ever read Lions, Tigers, and Bears by Mike Bullock? I did not. It was one of the. It was kind of the first of the concept of the the stuffed animals that come to life and turn out to be really big. You know, fierce spirit. I did animals. see demonic toys, uh, similar to that, only for kids. Oh, okay, uh, by a guy named uh, Mike Bullock, and uh, it had two uh, miniseries that were fairly successful uh, in the early aughts, and uh, had been, I thought, at one point, option for animation, but it never quite came through. But anyway, it's coming back from a company called Hermes Press, which is just going to graphic novels, which is, I think that in the kids market, that's where everybody's going. Is to do complete stories that you can pick up for eight ninety nine nine ninety nine at the bookstore. I'd say Borders, but <laughs> no. Um, although Diamond has agreed to resume shipping to Borders, so the remaining Borders will still be getting their graphic yeah. novel orders. Both of them. 
Uh, I think there might be three. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Is there? Any, are there any left here? No, not, not on this one, side the of the border. border. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Petus one is closing, but I think the Sunnyvale is closing. But I think the Sunnyvale one staying open. No, Sunnyvale. I don't know. Santana Road. It wasn't in the first round, but then McCarthy Ranch. McCarthy Ranch is closing. Yeah, I was actually at that one this past weekend. So, uh, you know, ah, well, we'll see there. But that's what you get. A writer that you are excited by, Rick. Ready? Jonathan Hickman yes. is returning to his indie roots and is going to do a creator-own series from Image this summer uh, with a new artist named Nick Bitara called The Red Wing, which is about fighter pilots who fight in both space and time. Whoa! Yes, I like it. Whoa! I like it. I like, you like Hickman, so I, I figured like you were going to trust that. I will. I will buy that until he fails me. He, has he hasn't not, failed me yet. He has not failed you yet. Yeah. Right. Okay. Did so you, no uh, Barack Obama jokes then? Did you... Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Bar- Barack Obama was doing a four-issue miniseries from Image? I might have to buy that just to see. Yeah. At least the first issue. We know he can talk. Can he but write? But can he write? Yeah. yeah. I always thought he might be a, an artist. Do you think Didn't he, did he write his book, Audacity of Hope, or was that like co-ghost-written or something like that? Uh, he wrote that uh, and uh, Lessons My Father Taught Me or something. So he's an author. He, ha- he has two or three So let's books. adapt them into comic form. Oh. Yeah. But let's sex him up a little bit. Oh. Have him fighting I'm somebody. Grim and Gritty? Barack Obama Grim and Gritty? Uh, or maybe just Punch and Judy. Uh, <laughs> Is that that's, sexing it up? That's a style, right? How about, they, how about Punch and Glenn Beck? Ooh, yeah. well, I'd, I'd buy that. I'll uh, wait for the movie role with uh, Will Smith playing him. I want to see the Obama? movie. <laughs> Maybe. No, see, he's too old for when they'd actually make that biopic, but it's not. Mm. Jaden Smith can play him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to see the movie where it's... Obama, uh, if you want to be played by by Will Smith's son, you need to start pouting a lot more. Future Rick just called. You killed a bit of his soul. Oh, yeah. yeah. Matthew McConaughey's playing yeah. Joe Biden. Hey, that'll work. <laughs> No, but let's have the movie where Obama and Sarah Palin are both at the same prison, and they get locked, <laughs> they get handcuffed together, oh, yeah. and then when the escape comes... Political death race 2000? And they have to they have to help each other to and escape. And he has to drag her every step of the way, because she keeps going, no, 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 no. No, but they'll learn from I each other. I can see freedom from my house. <laughs> okay. I smell a winner. You are just a font of ideas tonight. And you I have am. a big nose. I'm more of a thunderbolt. Of ideas, yeah, it's still not happening for me. It's it's it's. It's uh, a lot of there's a lot of weather in here. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. crazy. Uh, uh, and of course, we we did note uh, a few weeks ago, uh, a couple months ago, when Comic Relief in Berkeley, the flag, well, I said flagship store, a well known nationally comic book shop, uh, shut its doors, and then uh, a beautiful comic book shop. And then using who was it owned by again? What was that guy's name? Rory Root. That's right, Rory Root. Root. Uh, yeah, and he passed away a couple of years ago, and, and his, his family, family sort of mismanaged it. it. Uh, and uh, in a, what was the name of that store that you the the horror bookstore that you really liked? Dark something. Dark Carnival. Dark Carnival was helping uh, them reopen under the name The Escapist. Michael Chabon was. Uh-huh. Uh, was loaning was giving them the name and and approving of that. So he gave them the Shabon. So it would be called. We, uh, you no, already made that joke. Escapist. I'm just saying. Yeah, you made that joke a while ago. I always like to make yourself. it. I, I just feel bad when you. They're do. called callbacks. Uh, yeah, it's called hackery. Whatever. It's called yeah. flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, our listeners d- aren't familiar with our 200 with, with episode archive. Um, you got to keep it fresh. Okay. Well, yeah, by recycling? <laughs> what the heck? Keep the jokes fresh yeah. in the readers' okay. listeners' keep minds. Anyway, joke uh, fresh so uh, opening a few blocks away was The Escapist. And now 
with one of the uh, Comic Relief employees, Yule Carter, is opening a store on the same site as Comic Relief. Oh, so that's Berkeley's going to have two comic book shops. This one's called Fantastic Comics. But why is it worth mentioning? Because it's still a beautiful. Uh, store. This one's for Nate. Uh, because the co-owner of the store is the Red Hulk is Eric Larson. <laughs> ah, so Image had helped cool. the escapist open, and now Eric Larson is saying, "Yeah, you know, he's throwing in with it." So, but won't two yeah. comic shops in Berkeley be counterproductive, and then no. they'll just put each other out of Not business? Really. Well, they they had two or it's three. It's a big college for a town. Time, you can you have know? yeah. You used to have comics and comics on Telegraph. And then, you and had then there was another one. Just si- down, there, was, there were two on Telegraph, if not three at one point. And they stayed around. Why? Because there were a lot of people buying comics. Oh. So, so the hope would be that maybe they'll, that's, you know, Berkeley for If you're going to Berkeley, because we've gotten you excited about all these stores, two doors down from where Comic Relief was is still one of the old time uh, science fiction fantasy bookstores, uh, The Other Change of Hobbit which is a really good place to drop by if you're in Berkeley. So uh, Rick was writing that we should take a road trip up to these stores. We should definitely. We should definitely take Do they a still trip have up. the naked guy up there? He mm. died. Yeah. So he no? I taught him. No. You taught him you how taught to him be naked? naked? No, I taught him at Monta Vista High School. Was he, was naked? he naked? No. No. <laughs> Did he give you the Chabon? No. It, oh, was okay. just, it was really horrible to see. Andrew Martinez was his name, the naked yeah. guy. Then he did his naked first naked mm-hmm. walk, and I saw mm-hmm. him in the newspaper and went, Oh man, that guy! And then yeah, he um, he was arrested was like two years ago. And he yeah, he was arrested and he and he uh, had a I think a heart attack in jail. <laughs> I think he wow. uh, uh, was um, what? No. <laughs> he didn't have anything on him. <laughs> Uh, can I have some shoelaces? <laughs> just, just out of curiosity, a um, belt maybe? Can, I, can yeah. I borrow your sock? So sorry, but the naked trucker is still uh, going. Going. Uh, That's not as fun though, because you can't really see anything. The the fun thing about Berkeley Lawn is just walking Telegraph at, Avenue and discovering your own new naked whatever, because they're there. They're yeah. all over. So you're okay with this? If we go to the, if we go take a road trip. You'll, I just want to see some naked us, people. You'll meet up with us later? Sure. Yeah, okay, great. They should have started Naked Comics, and then maybe more people would have showed up. They're on the shelf behind you. No, I don't mean the actual <laughs> books, like <laughs> the shop. Uh, Instead uh, of Fantastic Comics, well, right. Naked okay. Comics. Okay. All right, then. An honor. Can I move on to movies? Sure. Go ahead. Sure? Are we done with comics? I think there it is. I want to so do a else. quick lawn oh, review oh, of. Uh, I, I uh, wanted to talk about Finder too. Okay. All right. Then go ahead. Uh, I this is a lawn six page review of. Did you read six pages? No, you glanced at of <laughs> Cyclops one shot from the Fear itself fiasco yeah. or I, whatever I we're calling it. I can't tell if that really is supposed to be a crossover or if it's just a one shot. I think shot they're just doing they're, the advertisement in the corner of that. So the uh, art style, well, first of all, it's a Cyclops one-shot, where it's basically a solo Cyclops one story, and being a fan of the character for many years, it piqued my interest, so I wanted to pick it up. But it plays, speaking of Stan Lee and all his writing, it reads like an old 60s-style Stan Lee, you know, Mm -hmm. old-school-timey superhero adventure, which is kind of fun, and what's also kind of fun about it is, in this book... Cyclops is fighting Batroc the Leaper, which is usually a Captain America villain. And I kind of enjoy when, you know, you you take your characters out of their normal 
you know. Who's that? Uh, it looks like some of the, the snake of crime. Oh, it's the circus crime. So That's yeah. Pisona or something. Or? Yeah, I can't remember what her name is. So I just remember Ringmaster and the Clown. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I always liked when you could have a character. Fi- you know what I mean? Like, I don't have an X Men book where they're talking about mutant persecution and you know genocide and yeah. all this other stuff. It's like, hey, there's. People which, trying to steal something which and makes me think fight. this is not at all co- connected to fear itself because that's what be all about. Nothing, nothing's very scary. He's turning into Magneto. No, nothing's very scary. Yeah, but maybe that's kind of the thing. Is he's having his? Maybe he's afraid to be on his own. I don't know what the whole point is. I didn't read it. <laughs> well, certainly Cyclops is one of the most self-conscious of the X Men. Yes, true. But I will say this: the art is pretty solid. It's it's good in that sixty style. Um, like I said, I haven't read the whole thing, but it looks just kind of like a fun little uh, little adventure. No, and if, right, if you're into comics reading, I think it might be a good little purchase. Uh, so that was my little six-page review. So Yeah, well, you also read Walking, <laughs> Dead, <laughs> Walking Dead this week, and you freaked out. I just want to say that Walking Dead this week brought the thunder. And that would not be Walking Dead Weekly. That would be the regular, like, number 83, 84, uh, something I think it's, there. like, part four of the No Way Out uh, arc. Okay. So don't spoil it. I haven't caught up. I'm not going to spoil just... anything, but let's just say... Someone dies. Well, I mean, it's The Walking Dead. Everybody dies every, in don't it. Don't you understand, uh, Dave? We are The Walking Dead. But let's just say... Wow, that was deep. Yeah. That deep if I get a chance to corner Kirkman this weekend at WonderCon, I'm going to look at him and go... What the f***, dude? You and know. you, listeners at home, will have read about it in the major newspapers that Kirkman was assaulted by this big fan. By a giant plastic <laughs> hammer. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, before we get... I will throw Mjolnir uh, at him. We've, since we've spoken of this, uh, let's just, we're going to the movie section. Oh, wait, wait, wait you want to talk about Finder? I want so to talk, talk about, about Finder, Finder, which I just accidentally found uh, as a uh, pre-order. So it got shipped to my house. And this is the Finder Library Volume 1. By Carla Speed McNeil. I, I just want to know how do you accidentally find these things as a pre-order and ship them? You just randomly go to Amazon. It's and called go, Finder. I read a lot of magazines that that uh, okay. So you're not preview like, books. You don't have like a little bot that goes on Amazon and goes just order things at random. Yeah, for me. no. I've, oh, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. And I would I would totally if somebody wants to code that up for me, I'll buy it. Um, um, you're the guy that has that skill. The uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is this is a a collection of a bunch of stories that were published in individual issues and a couple of graphic novels. There's like three stories in this. The first one is like 400 pages long. A number of a number of issues. It started in 1996 as a self-published effort by McNeil, and it's just crazy good stuff. It's black and white. The story, the art, and Pacing style reminds me a lot of Strangers in Paradise, but it's a science fiction story placed on a world where there's there's animals walking around right, in human form. And, animals, yeah. and um, I'm, I'm enjoying the dialogue and just about everything about this book. And is whole, that from Dark Horse? It's I, a Dark Horse collection. It's the first volume. There's like five or six additional stories that aren't collected in this one, so I imagine there's going to be a volume two. Um, and they are releasing new uh, it's still, graphic novels still being, in this yeah. series. Yeah. So for, for it's like twenty five bucks for six hundred pages, and it's a nice portable brick of a book. And I so far I would highly recommend this book. So how many uh, lightning bolts would you give it, Rick? Out, give of, it, out of four, I give it four out of four. Thank you because you're allowing my segue to come back in. Because what Lon has here is Thor's hammer, the mighty Uru hammer of Thor. We all like to call Mjolnir, right. and. Um, 
Yeah, so we're basically going to do a toy review real fast. You keep rotating that in your hand. Oh, because I'm ready to, to bring to the thunder. Something. He is going to assist, yes. But uh, I will say this. We did preview this toy a couple weeks ago, and I was yes. basically saying how I didn't like how the hammer itself was kind of squishy like a squeeze toy. Um, but I did notice that once I actually got it out of the box, <coughs> and kind of, I mean, it's still squishy and stuff, but it does kind of keep a... A yeah, solid if you hit it straight form on, it's when kind of you hit it. Okay, so it's not as bad as your initial right. reaction. It actually it still merits four, three different warnings on one end as the, all things you shouldn't yeah, what, do what to people What are the warnings? Can I sure. It says that you need to be worthy to pick it up. Uh, no, it says do not oh. poke or swing at people or animals. Do not swallow it. Don't fire the missile. Do not it. modify missiles or blaster. Rev that puppy up! Right. Do not ingest with Asgardian mead. Whoa, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah there's and there's there's runes here on the top where the blaster is. It's like the is. fact oh, you hit... Look, oh, my oh. eye! <laughs> if you hit him with that end, that's stamped in their forehead. Well, yeah, but it also, well, that's the only way they're going to learn. Yeah, I guess so. And it also has a hefty that's a parenting weight to tip it, for you, Dave. which I like. It has a hefty weight, so it almost feels like it could be... A mystical Uru hammer. I think That's it's, what she you said. could stick that in your belt and walk around town. I could. You know what? Yeah. I brought this to work the other day, and we all kind of had our time with the hammer. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, it's, it's empowering. It's hammer time. It's empowering. And it it makes a pretty good whack that on was you know, pretty, something. That was right. a pretty good whack. So, uh, right. And it brings the thunder. And the and lightning. Glow, and glows blue when it does. Yeah. Yes. Or the little ring does where so they shoot the missiles. I, I think for movie tie-ins, I would forego the action figures. The action what was the price on that terrible. thing? This retails for $19.99. Uh, shop smart. Shop Walmart. No, I'm kidding. Um, and and how, many, how many lightning strikes would you give that toy long? I would give this a three and a half out of four. Okay, that's enough. But anyway, so yeah, that's uh, I like it. Here, let's pass it around so everybody okay. gets to hold and, it. And you said, oh, you're right. This does have some heft. Oh yeah, um, and there it feels is a, good. There's a smaller strike version it on the ground and see if you become lame. I started, <laughs> I started out lame. He almost did it. <laughs> what happened was that I stopped. Actually, I was going to hammer hammer it down and went. That's not how he did it. And then I realized I'm already lame. Right. So yes, there is a smaller child's version that has. <laughs> A little more solid foam uh, thing. And uh, probably safer. Yeah. Maybe. It might actually be a little harder when kids hit. You know, this actually has, this can take a blow so that it doesn't actually maybe hurt as much, I don't think. But, well, uh, you know, the other thing is, is the difference is when small children play with stuff, they hit you with everything they, they have. Oh, yeah. Both yeah. hands wound <laughs> up from behind you the You know, back. it may not be, it's not that they have that much. It's that they put everything they've oh, got yeah. into it. Oh, yeah. They hurt worse. It'd be especially great if you, if you hit it on the end like this. Especially in the Badoobies, because that's where they always the hit. The Badoobies. If it they did do. like a deflating sound or like a wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that's a different hammer. Yeah. But it feels good. But I think now I can add this to my Hulk hands. And, you know, when the now, Captain America movie it, comes yeah, out. Is there a shield? I'll put a shield. Have, I, have they released a, uh, the Captain America toys? I think the action figures have. Uh, they? Not They've yet. had shields for a while. The plastic thin, thin okay. ones for... for like I think they're going to re- They're not made of vibranium. They're going to redo not. movie ones. I you think. sure they're going to do a shield and not just the, like the. I have I have seen a Captain America hat. Uh, yeah, they have little head. masks and stuff, and that it's they're got selling like metal at the side. I mean, or from the movie, time, it's all though. plastic and stuff. But no, it looks it looks like it's textured metal at the side underneath the uh, cowl. I I don't know. I put it on. It looked fine. It was all plastic. Okay. So I don't know. I just saw it in Target. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait for the Wonder Woman tines. And then yeah, you'll look good in those boots. We're going to come back to that. Okay. We're going to come back. But anyways, over- Notice I just said boots. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Overall, for any Thor fans, if you ever wanted the hammer of Thor, 
you can now purchase a life-size replica at Toys R Us or where any toy retailer. Oh, where did you go? I purchased this at Walmart, but I could have got it at Toys R Us, Target, yeah, wherever. Okay, okay. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, let's see if there's any other Marvel stuff. Oh, you know that they did. Uh, someone claimed uh, at CinemaCon, so I guess a convention of uh, of. Uh, what do you say? The people that own the movie theaters, it's, oh, but right. not Show West. It's something different. The exhibitors, the exhibitors, uh, had said that they have seen now uh, some designs for a Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye appearing in Thor, uh. Uh, and uh, which should probably come as no surprise. It sounds like from their description, they're clearly people that don't read comics, but their description of it sounds like the way Hawkeye looks in the Ultimates. Yeah, that's what we all imagine. So. Yeah, kind of a black stealth suit. Did you yeah, read that story yeah. on Jeremy Renner about his multi side multi million dollar side job? No, what's his multi million dollar side He's job? He's like a house flipper. So like before he got kind of big and famous or whatever, before Hurt Locker, I guess. Yeah. He was kind of living in squalor and he was like flipping houses, but then he flipped a bunch and he made like, you know, huh. a few million dollars. So I, I'm sorry, I think because I'm I was born in the Central Valley, I have to say Modesto's own. Jeremy Renner. Is he Modesto? Or he is, is that from Modesto. Stockton, or? No, he's from Modesto. I know he's from that Central Valley. So we area have two. They have two. Uh, f- uh, and James Franco's from Palo Alto. Geek things. They have uh, Jeremy Renner and they have uh, James Marsters. Spike. On, uh, so Angel. we can't really claim him though because it's Modesto. Uh, yeah, we're not really. San we just said we're NorCal. Really so. yeah. But what? No, I was I I was born uh, a poor. Black I was born boy? 15 oh. miles away from Modesto. No. Oh. So. Hmm. In Manteca? Yes. Oh, that's oh, sweet. Oh, now people can stalk me. Dang it. Dang it. Yeah. So. Do you want my hammer? Yes. Okay. Uh, Stalkers beware. Yes. When Derek wields the mighty hammer. <laughs> so you walk around the hammer this go. There he is. Oh, rats. It's going to be different. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He's like trying to beat off a stalker with a, but Lauren with a baseball bat. Donner, who is the producer of the X-Men films, uh, did say, did confirm what, again, uh, like the Hawkeye costume, something that I think we all realized that when they... That Wolverine 2 is going to suck? Uh, no, she didn't go that far. Oh, okay. But I think Hugh Jackman kind of said, yeah, but I'm still contractually bound to do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know what? Go back on Oprah and hit your head a couple more no, times. He, gave, he just, gave an interview that said, he said, oh, no, we just have to find a director. It'll be really cool. No. Uh, but actually, she said that the Deadpool movie is still going forward and there will be a, a straight page one reboot. Just pretend that Wolverine never happened. Yeah, because there's so much to forget from yeah. that character. Uh, well, yeah, that just means so Fox can screw it up again, you know. So. Yeah, and then it said that they're still planning an X Men four and five. Which said, why? Unless you're gonna, unless First Class is really good and just move forward from there, that. maybe I guess. But because they just they the see money. they see dollar oh, signs and they don't see stories. I know it's, why. I just it's, yeah, it's there. There it is. Because if they don't do it. Disney gets the X Men back, and mm. that's not going to happen. So, so what is uh, Hugh Jackman doing in the meantime? Australia uh, too. Uh, he's appearing in San Francisco in a cabaret act at the Curran, uh, to a tribute to his favorite musicals. Wow, Called, that's no, our Wolverine. I'm huh? straight, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh Wolverine. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's uh, the Marvel movie news we've announced, uh, or it's about to be announced, I guess. Can we, did we talk about the new Captain America trailer before we move out of Marvel? No, there was a full-on trailer last week, and I haven't actually had a chance oh. to sit down and watch the whole thing. The one with the, uh, the fire throw. Ooh, are we going to talk about Sucker Punch? Shall we talk about Sucker Punch? We should do that, right? No, we, we can, did not. You can speak when you talk about Superman, right? 
Are we Sex moving to uh, well, I wasn't going to talk much. Well, I'm going to talk about the Warner Brothers plans in general. So Want I to guess talk about the new casting. Um, we can we lead could. into it. That well, let's way. lead into it. All right, new we'll casting tomorrow it. allegedly will be announced, and so three days ago, by the time you hear this, is that uh, well, Rick's favorite Green Lantern, I think, of the core would be Tomar Ree. Am I am I too far off there? I like the little blonde girl. Mm. We're not going to see Arisia in this. No, it's just too uncomfortable. Okay. No, you were talking about the person in the. No, oh. he's right. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. Uh, Tomar Ree, uh, we've not. They really haven't talked about who's voicing those that are CG, like Tomar Ree and yeah. uh, Kilowog. And no, you're right. Uh, of the ones that I've seen imaged for this yeah. movie, I think Tomar Ree was so most. So they're impressive. they're talking to Michael Clark Duncan to voice Kilowog, which I yeah. think makes a lot of sense. But Jeffrey Rush is apparently who's going to be cool. Tomar Ree. That's that's really cool. Wasn't he like the idiot from Shine? Yes, and oh, okay, uh, good. was uh, just an Oscar nominee, Oscar nominee. <laughs> for exactly. uh, the King's for speech. playing the idiot. Yeah, yeah. In shine. Well, he was as well. Yes, thank you. But I think you know from your Tropic Thunder experience <laughs> why he was nominated there. He was in Tropic Thunder. No, 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 no. But the explanation as to why he was nominated for Shine. Oh, because he didn't go full. Yes, he didn't gotcha. go full. Uh, but uh, full yeah. Monty. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and so there's a big, there's a lot of news in the Warner Brothers DC Universe plan. We talked last week about how they're going to call about Cartoon Network is launching DC Nation, and uh, there's apparently a change. Alan Horn is stepping down as chairman of Warner Brothers, and so this new guy, well, this guy has been there for a while. Jeff Robinov is stepping up, and he gave an interview and said a few things like, "Who's nose whistling?" By the way, is that one? is that me? Because I have a little bit of a cold. Is it? I don't know. All of a sudden, I hear like every everything. <laughs> We get like a weird. I don't know. Just, anyways, I'll if I find it out. Was it just Anna walking by? No. If you're Uh, listening at home, count how many nose whistles you hear and write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. It's sort of like Hop on NBC. If you count the Easter eggs, yeah, we'll give you a price. Uh, Anyway, um, so you can figure out his first thing was he apologized that the 3D effects weren't ready for the first Green Lantern trailer, and that's why it sucked. Okay. Wait, that's why the movie sucked? No, or? that's why the trailer sucked. Why no one was impressed by the trailer. Oh, the 3D effects? Yes, that the visual effects weren't ready, and yeah. so it wasn't very yeah. happy. No. I'd say that's a little that's a little lame, because as I think we mentioned like when I saw a trailer for X2 the first time, and went, well, there's no effect shots in that, except if you count Hugh Jackman running down a hallway with the claws, it told a story, it was exciting, right. it was gripping. Green Lantern just hasn't had that, but we'll, you know. What we'll kind see. of idiot thinks that you need 3D effects to get a trailer across There's the a new trailer. Uh, all I mean, of Warner Brothers. Because they were launching the trailer with some other 3D film, and I can't remember what it was when they... Especially when, when the film wasn't shot in 3D and they're post-processing it right. for 3D. I think they are. They're, they're, as they are doing with denial. Thor, as they are doing with Captain America, oh. and as apparently we're going to get with Harry Potter 7 Part 2. Uh, but Can anyway. we just stop this 3D madness? It is crazy. It's insanity. It is crazy. Has anybody actually seen... Well, I'm going to ask you. I'm risking. Do you have your Nintendo 3DS yet? There was one in the shop no. earlier today. I refuse. Stop, stop. No, no, because it's 3D. It's no, just no, 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 no. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fist bump. Good. Get off the madness, man. Get off the madness train. Good. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm holding out for the uh, 3D smartphones that are coming out. Okay. Oh, you uh, had you, him yeah, and you yeah, lost. Yeah, you had me and you lost me. How about 3D televisions? Have anybody watched any of those 3D TVs? No, because yes. the reason I've, yes, I've I have watched the 3D televisions. Actually, uh, and what do you guys think? I, I love it. The for, oh. for film watching, it's I saw Resident Evil. Uh, I actually bought it. Why the it hell looked, do you not actually watch any good movies on these? No, things? no, no. It's it don't make any in 3D. Okay. <laughs> so the, the thing was that it looked amazing, but I have to 
credit the film because the film was actually shot in 3D, not Oh, so that last one. Okay, okay. Yes. Right. So I watched whatever Madag- that last Resident Evil I watched was. Madagascar, I think it was, in 3D on a TV set. Or one of those ones where it was the animated animals. Okay, but I think, yeah, I don't, Madagascar 2 was in 3D. Maybe it was yeah. Madagascar 2. Is it wrong for me to just want to see my movies in no. 2D? No, no, I don't think it is. And have my real life in 3D? So I, I, I don't. I don't think it is. And, uh, what happened to escapism? Is that dead? The real problem with 3D is that it takes me out of the movie far too often. Mm. It's and, just I go, and, oh, that's and right. And not 100 percent of the population can actually process it. Mm. Well, uh, it's 70 uh, percent can so see it. So it's a gimmick. 30 percent cannot. Yeah. Physically, physiologically incapable of seeing a movie in 3D. Yeah. So it's. I don't know. I'm pr- I'm anti 3D. Well, just just wait until 3D. Uh, TVs come out without the need of glasses, and I think that's when you'll see. It I just don't want to wanna have depth. <laughs> well, wanna... don't worry, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I have to say, I I think the glasses are a big big down part of it because you get these glasses in the theater, and I keep my regular glasses pretty darn clean because I don't like seeing smudges and stuff. And you get the theater glasses, and they're not as good as your. Mm-hmm. Regular glasses and 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 they always they always do have they have an effect on the the way you see the film. Well, I think for a home consumption, if you're wearing glasses, it kind of takes you out of the whole social element of right. sharing. But you can wear so glasses and nothing else at home, so that might. I mean, like I haven't seen that commercial. commercial. What you're saying when they do 3D pornography, you are going no. to break down. No, he's going to do break down all right because it's. <laughs> I didn't need to know. Mm. <laughs> so, like it's, it's kind of one of those separating <laughs> separating windows that I like to keep in between. You <laughs> yeah. <know>? yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean looking through the windows? <laughs> yes. yes. Is that the request the I've establishment? You Stay on your side window. of the window. <laughs> Anyways. What's next? Um, so I was going to say what Jeff Robinon went on, and this has been in the uh, fan press. Everybody's been having a fit for the last 24 hours. So Robinov said, now we're just going to, here's where we're moving forward, is that once we're finished with Christopher Nolan's Batman, we're going to be rethinking what to do with him next, and so Nolan will be a producer, but we're going to reboot Batman. What? There will be a Justice League movie in 2013. saw that. And out of that, we'll be spinning the Wonder Woman and Flash movies. Out of the out, out of the of Justice, the Justice League, League movie, so they the introduced the characters in movies, right? In the and he Justice said, League. and he said, which I have to admit, this is reasonable, is that Wonder Woman. That's not going to conflict with any plans they have for the Wonder Woman television series because Smallville and Superman Returns coexisted and nobody had a fit. You know, this is one of those things where they keep on saying, well, every time they do one of the superhero movies, it always has to be the origin because the audience needs to know. And it's like, when you were buying comics, the first time you bought a JLA book or whatever, did you already know? Maybe you did, but most people don't actually know the origins of every character that's in it. They're just intrigued by the character and how they interplay and stuff, and they learn the the character origin later. I resent the expression you gave me when you said that. Maybe you do. You do. Well, like, I, I got out Did you? Like you? No, I did not. Did My not? first okay. Justice League, the comic about was the one with Superman, uh, with Santa Claus dead. Who killed Santa Claus? Okay. And I was very intrigued. Exactly did it the same bother thing. you that you didn't know nope. them? Nope. I wanted to yeah. know more about them, but sure. I did not know who they that were. That just means you might go to another movie. I fell in love with the Phantom Stranger as a result of that Justice League. Or comic. why can't yeah. the movies just do like comics and then just have a quick little narrator go, Meanwhile, Previously. while Daredevil is sitting here trying to, you know, it's like 
Because they always have that thing, like, for example, one of my first books was, like, an Avengers book with Daredevil in it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, he's off to the side and they do a quick little panel thing that's just like, the man without fear uses his, you know, radar you know, sound. You, you notice that the Bendis stopped doing that and all of comics pretty much dropped it, too. Dropped the thought balloons and the, the, thought side, balloons yeah, and and the, the expo- panel expository panels. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, the way to handle it is the way Tim Burton did with the first Batman. It, there was, it was... Woven into the story, right. but he was an adult. You did not have. You had a quick flashback to him as a kid, right? Very quick, but the origin was was there. It was. An, it wasn't <coughs> drawn out for twenty, thirty minutes. Actually, though, Tim Burton did kind of screw it up, though, because he made it tied around. He made the Joker murder right. Batman's right. family. So, I mean, origin but was true, there. But it worked. No, the origin was there, but it was just just enough for those who really didn't know but wanted to. And but it didn't dominate except for that tie back that was which was and ridiculous. then at the end he had yeah. to get revenge and then it's just and the, instead of getting justice he got revenge right which right. was and wrong yes uh, I agree so, I agree with you there so but, there. I, I, but I'm <laughs> saying the setup when they said like a, you know somebody says hey Bruce Wayne imagine what that does to a kid and there's a little flashback when he's watching the Joker's men shoot somebody and they flashback to him as a kid watching the violence and it's just like you know that's it right. and that's and so you mm-hmm. don't have to. Spend thirty minutes going like like Spider Man. That's the art of storytelling. Yeah. You know what? What the, the thing yeah. is is essentially the Avengers is going to pave the way. So right. we're all going to be paying attention to Avengers and see how they handle it because there's no way they're going to be able to exposit everybody's backstory. It is it is the first experiment with explicitly sharing a universe. Like all Quentin Tarantino's movies kind of share the same universe because brand names. Fictional brand names pop up. And, and they brothers were, pop and up. And they were used in, even X-Files shares the universe with Pulp Fiction because they have the same brand of, fake brand of cigarettes. Cigarettes, yeah. yeah. Right, but like, like what do you call it? In Reservoir Dogs, uh, Michael right. Madsen was the was, Vega brother. Yeah. And then John Travolta was the other Vega. So yeah, it's a universe. Yeah, but it's not, it, but that's sort but of But like, you didn't need no origins on any of those no, guys, No, but it's also you? not explicit. It's like, if you notice it, great. But Whereas the Avengers is, there's no escaping it. That's... This is what it is. Howard Stark is showing up in Captain America. Right, but they're using other movies to essentially right. fill in the holes. So. Right. So so let's see Warner Brothers do that. Zack Snyder gave an interview when he said his Superman is still going to be separate from what's happening in Justice League. So who knows? You know, That's I, so stupid. I, I, well, actually, but no, you know, I, I, I think I, I agree with that. Dave yeah. and I are going to be agreeing on this. Why? Because the DC direct... like to fist bump. I do. That was actually fun. Good. <laughs> DC Universe, uh, the DC Universe animated films, uh-huh. uh, all exist in their own little closed universe, okay. and that has made them really good, and nobody seems to have a problem with it. You watch Batman Under the Red Hood, it's a different version of Batman, different voices, voice playing Batman than, say, uh, was for some of the previous Batman ones. Uh, the only ones that have been connected is, is uh, the two Batman Superman movies have clearly... Been right, followed in consecutive right. order from because they were adapted because from they the were same, part of the same run of same. comics. But that but that Justice League Crisis on Two Earths was its own <laughs> version of Justice League Death of Superman. De- yeah, or Doomsday, and they just called Doomsday. 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 Um, and so, I mean, they've shown that that can be, and and the Green Lantern First Flight is going to be different from the Green Lantern Emerald Knights that's coming out in June. And that, we're all trying to forget Superman Returns, and it's all fine. But well, I, th- yeah. I think the Marvel one is just going to be that much cooler because they aren't. There are going to be the same characters. Well, there are going to be the I same agree with that, person. but I'm saying that the, the mainstream is accepting different visions of these characters. Okay. And you're going to have – you have Smallville at the same time as Superman Returns. You are going to have 
well, maybe you won't by that time. But you are going to have it, Ang Lee's Hulk and Incredible Hulk. You're going to have Wonder Woman the TV series and Wonder Woman the movie, right? Um, Unless the TV series only lasts one year. Well, I said you might not. Yeah, but yeah. but but there's the possibility. So, uh, would you agree with that, Dave? I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, no, no, no. I, just, I, I think that's fine, and I I think uh, they're going to bring totally different. Uh, you know, elements to Superman from the Justice League movie and the Zack Snyder one. So, yeah, I'm actually fine with that. Yeah, I mean, because it's not the first time. They had planned that with the George Miller version. And I read an interview with Army Hammer. There you are, back to that. Uh, the guy who's going to play Batman in the George you Miller Justice League. You made that joke League, last time. And he said... What a hack. Uh, I'm just going to pluck <laughs> hairs from your face. Uh, and he said it had gotten... I didn't realize it had gotten that far. He had actually had a suit. They had a suit. They uh, form fit him. He. I thought Army Hammer was supposed to be Batman. Yeah, that's what I said. He, oh. was, he was Batman. I, I can't remember the guy. I don't remember the guy who was playing Superman. But he said like George Miller had gotten so far as to be playing psychological mind games with people. Like they, he was keeping Army Hammer away from the rest of the cast, and, and they and they would play like team building games. So and the guy playing be su- the, and the, the guy playing off. Superman was going to be was kind of seen as the natural leader of the group. And uh, what's that kid that was on? Uh, the OC, OC Adam uh, was, Brody was going to be the Flash, and so and he was like told to be really, common was supposed to he was be. Uh, it was uh, John Stewart, so you know, I mean, it had gotten a lot farther than we thought, but it would have coexisted with whatever was going on with Batman, Army Hammer, and Christian Bale would have both been Batman at the same time. And then time. Army Hammer probably would have never made the Social Network. But you know what? He just signed to do be the Prince in Sleeping Beauty. Is that the one that's being told from Sleeping Beauty's perspective? I just heard uh, about that. Yes, <laughs> she's asleep Star- through most yeah. of it. Yeah, it's all a dream. Yeah, starring yes. the uh, the chick from True Grit. Yeah, yeah, I just heard about that this morning. Yeah. Doesn't that seem a little creepy? Like is she's it, a little young. Yeah. Isn't she yeah. only like fifteen? And Army she's Hammer a princess, is like Derek, and they were different back then. What? Yeah, what? Back, back. Uh, so we talked about Zack Snyder, and he did. Well, th- it, that's a good tie-in because the premise of the Sleeping Beauty m- movie is that it's from her perspective, so she's asleep the whole time. So she has to overcome this dream world that's going oh, on in Oh, they're mind. just like... Inception. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. No, no Max and Magazine's man. version of Inception, Sucker Punch uh, from Zack Snyder. Yes. So uh, I've already you know, published my reviews so long. Yeah, but let's, let's all just discuss. Yes. No, I'm going to let you start off the discussion. Um, you want to be like positive it. first, then go negative? Yeah, Dave, okay, Dave, Dave liked it. Dave wants it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, I'm kind of pissed at Zack Snyder because at Comic-Con he explicitly told the audience that he wanted to make this movie uh, something that could stand alone without any special effects. And he was concentrating a lot on the story. So essentially, Really? Yes. What story was he concentrating on? <laughs> <laughs> it's the story in of the his, father. The story in his head. But <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, that didn't translate into the audience. It's the story of the father. They cut a lot of it yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but so Evil I'm kind <laughs> of upset about that. But everything else, the music I loved. The uh, I did effect, like the soundtrack. The, the effects, soundtrack. the effects were great. You know, it was like a nerdgasm. You know, so when I was watching the the cool stuff. But wouldn't you have rather seen that as a video game and played it? No, because I don't have the time to do that. But honestly, I I can I, I I can free myself up for two two and a half hours, but I can't free myself up for ten. Plus hours. When all yeah, the chicks look like that, though, I mean, I could free up a little more time for that. Well, that's what's called the uh, you know saving it in the memory banks. There. Oh, okay. Rick, would you like to? That's it, really. That's all of it. <laughs> that's your defense. I like the visuals. No, I mean, if you're if you're going for just like a, a you know a fun film that you want to just check out stuff. I don't even think it was fun though. Like, well, was... okay, but 
for the th- for the main dream sequ- like action sequence things or whatever like oh face it the whole movie was a dream sequence well no what was, I mean is the there was the two dream- levels of dream and you never got back out to the real world right. well, it was always a theater yeah, yeah it was always on a theater stage kind of yeah it was sort just of. so unbalanced I mean it was just I mean I ugh. read an interview with him and this is what really scares me mm-hmm. is that he said he had scenes that made it more made the connections all make more sense and he cut them uh, right. I mean, it's easy Did to he say cut that. Him or the studio? That's a, well, that's a sign eight, of a great director. There's 18 minutes worth of cut footage that he's putting back into the DVD release, including the sex scene between uh, John Hamm and what's her Emily Brown, Baby Doll, Baby yeah. Doll. They have a sex scene. They have a sex scene. Yeah. That's ridiculous. After he lobotomizes her? No, oh, probably God. right. <laughs> we <we'll> discussed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just gets worse and worse. Wait a John that's not going to make it better. John Hamm in the Dream World. I don't know because. That, at this point, I don't care. There was no level of that film that I felt... Because his character actually came across a little sympathetic, unexpectedly sympathetic. Yeah, no, I'm going to tell late. you something now, because I don't... I I have not really watched Mad Men. Uh, I've seen a few episodes, and I get why people like it. I just haven't had time. It's, on, it's on my retirement list of like, yeah, I'll catch up. I hear it's really well-written. Carr has said, like, you know, post-Comic-Con, yeah. I'm saving Mad Men for you so we can watch it. And I... And I he didn't say it like that. That's that's he doesn't talk like that. But uh, sorry, Carr. Um, but what I've seen John Hamm do is uh, funnier die videos or Saturday Night Live hosting. Yeah. So to me, when he shows Rock. up in a mo- yeah Thirty Rock, thanks. When he shows up, he's a punchline. I I automatically feel like I can't take him seriously. Hmm. You didn't like him in the town. I did like him in the town. I thought he was really good in that, but that's the exception. Usually when I see him, especially when he's just kind of smiling and going, ha, because the town, he was very gritty and dramatic mm. and unshaven, you know, and it was an intense movie already. But by the time he shows up in Sucker Punch, there's nothing about that that makes me feel gritty, dramatic, intense. He was underused in that whole role. Yeah, it was yeah. just not. He's I mean, too recognizable to have played a, a cameo at the end, really. Yeah. And you know what? Let's go full on spoiler alert because. Uh, I think by now, anybody who really wanted to see it has. would have saw it. Yeah. I mean, the biggest problem the movie has is like, I think you even said in your review, it's it has its own little sucker punch, which makes zero sense from a storytelling point of view. Is the end, the movie tries to tell you at the end that it's not. Baby doll's story. Well, they it's what's her name's story. If you pay attention to the dialogue, I know she's narrating begin- and stuff, beginning. but that's. But even when you say, uh, that, that's it's not problem. that she's narrating. It's, it's you say it's she says, "Who is your guardian angel?" You don't know who your guardian angel is in the story. You in it, and it's the, actually that part. I think is foreshadowed. Unfortunately, the lines are mumbled, and it's it's there's mu- music over it. And but it's I also say, but the dialogue it's just being pretentious saying it was never a little my bit. story right. right it was your story so and you call her what's her name we can't even remember exactly. what that Sweet character's Pea. name Sweet is Pea. whatever uh, i couldn't because she's also the character i cared the absolute I least totally about totally agree totally yeah. agree but i mean in fact whole- i would say if i were to say i actively disliked a character it was sweepy yeah. Right, but that's the thing, though. It's like if it was her story, Popeye's adopted son would have been fine. <laughs> if it was her story, what was her arc? There wasn't one. Exactly. So it's like Baby Doll's arc. We're 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 from the very beginning right. of the film. We're following her her uh, her mother's death, or, or you know, the living with the stepfather. Uh, yeah, and, and then it's all also stuff. stereotypical. And then she gets to this place, and we're learning all about she can dance and make people this and that. Oh, that was so ridiculous. Well, I'm just I saying mean, though. Yeah, so no, we're but following it, but did her Did you at least arc. think that was ridiculous? Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> she gets, yeah. and the love. Here's the thing that too that was the disconnect. It's like. I understand that 
her dancing was supposed to be so magical and hypnotizing, but it's like they never showed it. And I know no, it's the the excuse is, oh, well, you're not supposed to see her. But it's like if they would have made like a real world connection to it, like maybe just cut like a split second where she's doing something other than just sashaying her shoulders to start the thing, whatever, it might have brought some kind of connection. Well, through, I think, but I there think was the thing no is it was, it was built up so that. No matter what they'd done for the dance, it couldn't live up to the hype. I agree. Sure, yeah. but it's like Thirty Rock and their sketches. No, you could have never be. showed no, the dance, but you could have showed like pieces right. of it uh, yeah, out I, of no, sequence, you. and I you could have made a connection. But here's the other thing, though, too: when characters lose it, like uh, Hudgens and the hot Asian chick, you know what I mean? Or even when the, like Amber, when, you mean when the characters. When the characters lose it, they're losing it in this phony world. So there's right, no, right. there's no consequence. Well, no, well in each and mission, no, rocket though. Yeah, in but each, then you never come back to no, to the. First of all, you never see these characters in, in a real, real world, world setting. Right. So yeah. then, if anything happens to them, it doesn't matter because you've never the established them yeah. in right. a real world. So it's and, like, and even her fantasy missions when she was fighting dragons, all that, like. They had. We didn't really understand the analog to what was supposed to be really right. going. If on. they would have had. And that was the other thing. Well, they had an analog to the like to the the, the map. theater world, right? But it wasn't in a real but world. Said, even if you tried to tie an even if you said the analog to the map, the one character that was Sweepy was sent to right. get the map, and she's the she's one person the one not on the mission yeah. that's that's uh, going that in the fantasy version in the trenches is going to get the map. Sweepy's not in that. Story. Yeah, exactly. So, so. Right, but we could all agree that this film could have been way better, right? No, oh, I, I have right. one other thing too, and then the inclusion of Scott Glenn as this, oh. this supposed mentor figure, right? An actor right? I used to love, and I, he was he was good in what he had to do. But here is the thing: it's like the whole time I am thinking, they're okay, they're going to reveal him as some kind of conne- her connection to a happiness or goodness you in her life. Expect the bus driver, right? Or, I was <laughs> I was sitting there going, oh well, maybe that was her real father. You know what I mean? Or her? Oh, something. that would have that would have oh. gave it some heart. Oh. You know? That would have had, yeah. but in the end, they're just like, ah, he's just some bus driver we picked up along the way. You know what I mean? And it was like, so well, you know what I mean? They just well, you don't think he was no, the guardian he, angel? Yeah, he was kind of brought. In, he's like crashing through all the levels. You know? So I think if you need to, but pull in out her a, mind, I, I, was, I think that if you need to find a theme in the film, you're right. He's it's the guardian angel. It's, it's Wait, go greyhound. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, they will cover for criminals. <laughs> let's, let's cut it there and go right into Superman then. Okay. Well, Amy it's Adams. Gonna suck. Amy <laughs> Adams has been cast as Lois Lane. I do not like that. I like it better than Kate Bosworth. I do. That's true. But um, not as much as Zoe Deschanel. I would not have big liked that name. Yeah. I, but but I agree. I, I don't think. Zoe oh, Deschanel. and Henry Cavill is. No, they could only do one uh, newcomer. Kevin Costner, Diane, like, they got enough people, and they don't need names for those. They just need talent. No, but you need, but no, I, I think that's the whole thing. It's just what they did in the original Superman is you bring in Christopher Reeve, he's the no name, and you pull everybody else around. Being I just a Amy Adams like is good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. but she's no Lois Lane. She's not my idea of Lois Lane. Uh, Same was, way Cri- was Kate Reeve really all that well known before was Superman. Who? Christopher Reeves. No, Christopher Reeves wasn't. No, he, he was the unknown. Because right. right. they had looked at casting like Robert Redford. They'd right. asked Paul Newman. They'd Rich asked, Hall. I think Clint Eastwood said, yes, I remember that sketch. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I got a dial soap callback. I can't I think make even, it. I think even uh, Clint Eastwood claims, came out in an interview a couple weeks ago and said that they had asked Talk him to, to him. be in it. Um, you know, but he just didn't get it. <laughs> And That'd be hilarious. They just want to have lunch Luther. with her. Yeah. They actually asked him for the Zack Snyder film. Yeah, <laughs> that'd have been weird. Um, <laughs> He's Jor-El. So, up, up, and away. 
Yeah, they haven't even said who's Jarrell. But it, the thing is, by casting her, it was like just a few weeks ago, there was an interview that Zack Snyder gave that was weird where somebody said, you realize that if you don't have Lois, because they hadn't been talking about who was going to be Lois Lane at all. Yeah. And they said, you know, if you don't use Lois Lane, isn't there like a contractual obligation? Otherwise, that goes to the Siegel and Schuster estate. And he went, and he went uh, uh, let me get back to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was almost that abrupt uh, an interview uh, where it got to make a phone I gotta call. Go. Got to make a phone call. And suddenly, Amy Adams. I uh, uh, left something in my car. I'll be right back. Uh, I'll be right back. Uh, yes. So, um, I've got to go betray Dave Tapia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, that would be great, though. Wouldn't it be great to have like a Lois Lane movie like, years later because they lost Jimmy them. Olsen. Who's uh, going to play Jimmy Olsen? Well, uh, Jimmy Olsen doesn't matter. That's not one of the characters. Oh, that's okay. right. What, the, what Siegel and Schuster's estate would have is everybody that's appeared in Action Comics number one. Uh, so you don't have to worry about Perry White, though I think they did cast somebody as Perry White. Superboy? Uh, no, you don't, have to, no. you don't have to worry about Superboy. Oh, okay, good. The elements there, it's actually... Crypto? Nope, he's not there until until the Superboy strip, which came Good, many okay. years later. The elements there are: it's not the Daily Planet because it's the Daily Star. The editor was George Taylor, so it's not Perry White. You don't have to worry about that. So the only it, it is Superman, Clark Kent, and Lois Lane. What about the Jor-El and all that? Nope, they don't they appear. Didn't name any of them. Sweet. Yeah, so they can't. Survivor of a dying planet. Yeah, it's not. It, it, so it's those like. Three key elements, I guess. So that's kind of scary, though. You have to write in Lois <coughs> Lane's character into this film that they're about to shoot, you know, at the last minute. Well, they're going to shoot in August, so and they were already planning. Because I really think what they're going to do is we're going to have a panel at Comic Con. They're, they're going to introduce everybody and go, Ooh, just like what they did with the Avengers. So, so this. It's Warner Brothers' version of the of that Avengers panel, and then they're gonna we got to jet out. We're gonna start filming next week. Woohoo! You know, and they'll and they'll go. <laughs> here's 15 minutes of really un. Uh, uh, here's Wolf Sucker Punch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I was sitting in Sucker Punch, going, yeah, the fight scenes are gonna be great because that's what I miss in Superman Turns. I wanted a fight scene, yeah. but then I just now if just he puts Superman more and more in Baby Doll's dreams, I'd watch that. Because that'd be fun to watch. I, I would too. Yeah, yeah. Although, if every time Superman's about to fight, he starts sashaying his shoulders, <laughs> and they start playing like some bad Bjork song, then I'm going to That's a good Bjork song. Mm. You know, the only thing that could make that worse, <laughs> you is, know, is Lon actually sashaying his no, soldiers. At, well, shoulders. no, 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 no. Is if as Lex Luthor, you cast Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just it destroyed my soul. Uh, Thanks. All right. Thanks, Lon. Moving, uh, on. moving on, I did see. Uh, I, I have watched James Gunn's Super. Uh, so the oh, you watched it? You I've seen, seen it. it. Really, I did see it. Uh, it was a lot more violent than I thought it was going to be. And, yeah, and uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. okay, good, good. Violence. Yeah, yeah. didn't I tell you it was kind of violent in that one clip I saw? He, like yeah. beats that dude with a wrench. Yeah, that was uh, so. It's not funny not for to the me. kids. No, it, no, it, it's not particularly funny. It starts off being a little funny, and then it gets a lot less. It kind of seems like a depressing kick-ass. I think there's something to that's not an unfair comparison, except that unlike well, kick-ass, it stays. Then lightning to ahead. me. It go, it stays very much in the realistic realm that I don't think kick-ass did. Uh, you know, he's. Um, Rain Wilson's character is has has a history of mental trouble. Hmm, surprising. And see, see was it, how's it compared to Destroyer? Did you ever see Destroyer? Is I never saw it. Defendor, the Defendor, one I loved yeah. you. I have it. I never watched it. Yeah, I know you because you asked to borrow it after I'm I reviewed busy. it. Busy. Yes, I know. I, I was thinking about that. I, I, very similar. Um, you watched Defender, though, right? I did watch Defendor. 
Um, Wasn't he a mental patient? Too, yes, he of? was. It's it's a little different. Um, that uh, Rain Wilson's character is a little a little better able to function. Mm, okay, and he his wife. Uh, he marries this woman who was a recovering uh, drug addict, and then Kevin Bacon comes in as the local drug lord who kind of he's in everything. Her back. He's really good in it. Well, uh, he's Kevin Bacon, dude. and Come uh, on. and so I mean, what's your favorite Kevin Bacon movie? The commercial, all of them. National Lampoon's Animal House. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, no, I was just doing that commercial. Yeah. Uh, oh, right, I forgot that one. Yeah. Uh, and so. Um, you know that causes Rain Wilson to to put on the suit after he gets a visit from the Holy Avenger, played by Nathan Fillion, uh, who's like this Christian broadcasting network's superhero show. It's really and they show clips of it, it's really bad, and he hallucinates that the Holy Avenger has come to visit him, and it just turns really, really, really violent. Mm. And it's, it's it was a disturbing film. Mm. I kind of James I, Gunn though he's yeah no I I liked it I liked it a lot how many th- Thunderbolts. <laughs> Mm, I don't like to. I don't like to give thunderbolts. I don't like to. I don't mm. want to say. Mm. So, um, but you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a mainstream hit. I think it's way too violent for it and way too gross uh, in showing the mm. violence. You know, mm. and definitely the impact of it. But some really good acting. And Michael Rooker is one of Kevin Bacon's uh, henchmen, and you can just see. That, you know, it's like they're better performances than they need to be for that level of of uh, budget. What's going on? So was he better yeah. than his character in Mallrats? Yes. Yes. But uh, Mallrats, there was nothing I can defend about Michael Rooker's performance in that. How about but. Cliffhanger or uh, Slither? <clears throat> All right, never mind. Keep going. Okay, so not a good date movie. Mm. Unless you're there are some dates. I think psycho yeah. fan girl. to break up and you're uh, no, no, no. I just think there are some dates. How's that- Ellen Page? She's pretty good in that. Okay, she's I saw good. the one scene where she's doing all the gymnastics in the room and so. stuff. Yeah, it's just wrong. Um, but you know, yes, I get it. It's you know, so, and he knows his comic stuff. So there's you know, there's definitely uh, the citations are correct. Let's just go there. Uh, so let's move to television. Speaking of, uh, since we were talking about the Warner Brothers plans, uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, it is released that already after all the <laughs> be- strange reaction to the uh, costume when they released that released it they have already in filming a strange reaction no fierce reaction yes yeah but, well I mean some people were like ah, it's okay it's what it is but uh, they've already changed the costume so they released uh, or the I, Wonder Woman costume yeah. Yes. yeah I can't tell so it's not pants anymore I can't tell no it's still pants but I different fabric I can't tell if it was officially shots or if someone snapped pictures and uh, really high quality photos and uploaded them it's n- it's definitely not a promotional picture because her hair's all screwed right. up and, and the her expression, face, her expression her face is, is really fierce um uh, oh i think dave's bringing it up so that uh long can see it smartphone the uh wait is that the right one yes okay her boots have gone to red and definitely the material in the pants is different mm-hmm. she's it's got not as shiny. that's much uh, lower and there's no heels uh, well, guys, they're impractical to run in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, I've, I've He's got, tried. I, I think I just... Uh, this, this isn't Wonder Woman pictures. What is it? These are Wonder Man pictures. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, Hit refresh. I think <laughs> I would know the difference. Uh, dude looks like a lady. That's okay. all I'm well, saying. Well, there's so. one picture of, of Adrian Pilecki and one of her stunt... Obviously, of her stunt woman doing it. Uh-huh. But, really? Uh, I'm more interested. Doing it? No, you're more, more interested. interested. Uh, doing a stunt. Oh. 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 <clears throat> so... Is that... So there's been that reaction. No. I know. Rick just doesn't have the time to edit this. Sorry. So, it wasn't bad. So maybe we just won't get broadcast. Okay, thanks. Explicit. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, as Dave pointed out, uh, there's been some movement on the Powers pilot uh, for, for FX. I've been hearing about this for years. I know. That's what I said. 
Dave, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm asking this honestly. This is the first time you've heard of Powers, other than this podcast. Yes. Okay. Especially since he called it Powers, Powers Up. up. Uh, yep. No, I mean, no, that, but, but, but it's good to have that in, input of like to us who have been reading from sure. day one. It's like, oh, great powers, but the and he was excited person, about yeah, it. Yeah, it sounded excited. But isn't wasn't it pitched to like an F as like an FX show? Or it, something? Is, it is an, an FX, FX show. Yeah. Okay. I have, I'm 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 hesitant because FX is uh, first of all FX is like my favorite channel for dramas right now because they've got that Timothy Oliphant. Uh, aren't they? Uh, that's uh, that's on they're there. Feeding your like Timothy Oliphant. Uh, but Lights Out crust. was really good. I don't Until know if you they got, canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. But what? I also liked. Uh, yeah. Really, I heard that was. I it was doing really well. I thought it was no, really good. It was canceled, too. and actually, the, what I heard is that there, someone online was trying to get the main actor from Lights Out to play uh, a role. In oh, and that's different from what you said before. So yes. it's actually someone is just doing a fan page of saying, "Let's." let's uh, some website. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. he could play but a good, then, good powers guy. But anyways, uh, they also had that show Terriers, which I really like. So FX is putting out quality stuff. It's just they're not the getting league. the ratings to keep these shows on the air. So. Hopefully, with a little more exposure. If if well, I hear a lot of people talking about Justified. Yeah, so maybe Justified's this will. great. So I saw a thing this afternoon saying that they were talking to Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights, and early Is he edition. The coach? Yeah, the coach, and oh, then he yeah. was in. You know, he's oh, kind he'd of, be a great. Powers. He's in Super yeah. Eight. Oh, that's right. He is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, he would be great. At what is that? Walker, Detective Walker. Walker. No, Walker's the partner, isn't it? No, Christian Walker. Is Christian Walker okay, is the, yeah, 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 yeah. the guy that was Diamond. Bendis mm. likes reason. Kyle Chandler. That's a, yeah, that a good, would work. He'd be kind of for for guys that are TV stars with mm-hmm. some. You know, he's he's likable people. With some you know. gravitas. Well, but also because you got to you got to pick someone if you want people to watch it. You got to recognize uh, a recognizable face that people like. Mm-hmm. You know, they already have that, and they'll come to that and go, "Oh, Kyle." You know, he's one of those guys that's more people like they're not sure they why they know him, but they you know because he does get a lot of pilot work. So. Uh, be interesting to see. And then last night on Conan O'Brien, Paul Yeah, Giamatti. this isn't really official news, but I thought it was w- worth noting because... I saw it pop up online today. It though. is an A-lister talking about, you know, uh, you know, our kind of stuff. So I thought it was interesting. But last night on Conan O'Brien, Paul Giamatti came on prom- promoting his new movie, Win Win, I think. And uh, he they were talking about, oh, yeah, so we hear you're interested in pursuing a role or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I want to... So I want to. Or in no, Spider Man. He wants yeah. to be in the next Spider Man movie, and they're like, "Oh, really? What? What would you want to play?" And I was thinking he'd be a perfect J. Jonah Jameson. Like, can you imagine he him? Could be good. He could be interesting. Putting that intensity into that, but then, the but yeah, well, that's the thing. He basically said, he's "Like, so what do you want to be?" He's like, "Remember that character, the Rhino?" Serious? I just yeah. totally <laughs> guessed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And he goes, "Yeah, I want to be the Rhino." So, and the thing was, is it wasn't like a punchline that they just kind of went. <laughs> They spent a good five minutes talking about the rhino. Like, well, what does the rhino do? What's his character? And, and Giamatti was like, oh, he's like a <laughs> Russian guy, and he gets in this suit, and you know, and he pretty he's kind of dumb. And he's he, not a Russian guy. Uh, I don't know. I, he might have been. No, I, I, no. He's just a thug. Craven and Chameleon are, are the Russian ones. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Um, so basically, then he was saying how, uh, you know, what does he do? Oh, he just he runs really fast and slams into things or something like that. So, uh, but so then they had a couple laughs out of it or whatever. But it was one of those where it was just funny to see Jim Motti knowing his Spider-Man villains and then like really exp- like you could tell he wasn't being sarcastic. He wasn't like, yeah, I want to be the Rhino. <laughs> That's funny. It was like uh, no, he seemed genuine it? about it. So. Well, I mean, what you know, if you if you were let's say if, if you were uh, an actor mm-hmm. and you were a Spider-Man fan, wouldn't you be thinking like, which one could I be? 
Or just, hey, I need a superhero franchise because that's where everybody's doing work in Hollywood right now. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. Um, it's because they're not going away despite mm-hmm. articles every year that say, yes, the superhero franchise, superhero movies are played out. No, I mean, as you pointed out, like, you know, we see Super and we had Defendor. We've had, I mean, we've had movies parodying what would happen if there, if people really tried to be crime-fighting. Plus, you know, Alfred Molina did Dr. Octopus, so I mean... And now he's on Law & Order Los Angeles, right. so... So, yeah, I guess... Yeah. Coincidence? Maybe you should stay away from the superhero <laughs> yeah. movies. Uh, no, I'd be happy to be just anything right now, mm. Lon. I'm right. sorry, you know. Gibbon? What? The Gibbon? Gibbon? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Mandrill. Oh, Mandrill would be a good one to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chicks dig the mandrill. They do. They do. They dig his pheromones. And now, the moment <laughs> everyone has been waiting for. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I've been pierced by a thunder strike. Did, I, did it hit you? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it creased my skull. Everything's going black. Lod I reached, just meant to bring the hammer. Lod reached for the hammer for the sound effect and hit the button that fired ah, the missile in the dark. Am I bleeding? It's a good okay. thing he's got glasses You're on. You're actually kind of bleeding. Oh, great. No, good. he's not. Yeah, please. Kind of. Anyway, is the moment. Don't forget your missiles over there. Long-time listeners have been waiting for. V wrapped up. Is it and, over? And season two wrapped Season two wrapped up. Dave Tapia and Rick Brettschneider watched the last episode. Go! Okay, so... Ooh, tell us what happened, boys. So, we had one of the weirdest seasons ever. Because in the season, we learned that the mother... and That Anna's mother lived in the basement sewer of the spaceship. And then she yeah, plotted her way... She, she plotted her way out of that... a mossy egg. She found a way out, and she led a rebellion... One phase of a rebellion against Anna. We oh, had, I missed that. We had this whole thing, whole thing about the... Uh, what's the blonde uh, the, the Anna's daughter Anna's daughter's name? Um, uh, Laura Van Laura Van the actress, but I can't remember what the character. Who basically was. came over to Lisa. the fifth column side yeah. and was plotting with them to again kill Anna. Um, and we had uh, the the black uh, bald uh, V character who was part of the fifth column Laura's who betrayed played, betrayed the fifth column so that he could try and save his daughter. A human alien hybrid living on the uh, living on the ship with Anna, um, and it all kind of got wrapped up kind of funny, didn't it? Well, I mean, they, you can kind of see like the writing was on the wall, so they try to close up as many of uh, those. Well, if there had been any writing anywhere <laughs> in that show, it would have been, 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 been on the wall, right yeah. in the bathroom stall in, <laughs> okay. in, in crayon. So they kind of rushed through a bunch of. Uh, I don't know if we should go into spoilers, but I think people, so. I think we'll do spoilers. So because several people died. Well, you know, I watched that part a second time, and every one of those people has an out. You are kidding me. No. That it, show couldn't commit to anything as a plot development. It's one of those things where they, they wrote all these things in in the typical end of seasons, season flexibility. Oh, and they introduced they introduced a whole new secret organization, cabal of military leaders from all around the world who live under a mountain and, um, and are immune to Anna's or the eventual V-Bliss attack on the humans. Led by uh, Beastmaster. Yeah. Mark Singer. Mark Singer yes, shows up in a goatee. I would have been much happier had kind of weathered Beastmaster actually showed up. <laughs> Shared universe. That'd be, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Leathered loincloth. And because what's going to take down those lizard aliens? Ferrets. Hodo yeah. and Podo. And that little glaive. Hey, that's thing. not that's not a bad idea. Ferrets. Uh, wasn't, the, wasn't the glaive crawled? Did Beastmaster? Well, have no, a, Beastmaster had a little glaive that he threw. That was that was. 
Kroll had a, like a five-fingered glaive. Okay. But didn't he have a yeah, little blade that he threw? No, but walk it down. Um, the you boyfriend dies in the bed after having been bled. However, if you, they didn't even try and hide the fact that he's still breathing on the bed at the end and the, his blood is still pulsing in his neck. Yeah, but... So he's not necessary. He's not. He's potentially still alive. The, but he impregnated the, the fake Lisa. Sure. Are you talking about the son? The son was the dead. The son was the. They had. Uh, they had a See, second. This is how bedazzled this Lon is, is. That he did not pay attention to the phrase. He impregnated the fake Lisa. Well, no, that's how I figured <laughs> out it was the son. Right. So, so the. the <laughs> Anna shoot another missile. Anna exposed that she had another queen egg going on and about the time they go to look at it and they say well when's it going to hatch it hatches wait a minute get, where do they look at it and we get to see a couple because, episodes ago no so, i mean like isn't it still inside her no no, 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 no. Oh, eggs are outside oh so and, it's and like so aliens. we get a cgi v um finally full body v standing there and anna says that's ridiculous because if you looked at the actual yeah, size of the alien there's no way, the way they the can joint, hide all the joints that. work yeah, backwards there's no way and they stuff. can hide that within right. some human oh, it's, skin oh it's a very manipulative um, it's a very flexible animal well you knew that from the skeleton that but then anna the, the no, one this is way worse. anna tells her her doctors to go put the skin on it and make it look exactly like lisa, lisa. and so then evil lisa who now has lisa's Did memory she have as well, a goatee she no. did not, but she yeah, had. Yes, but you she, had a, she had a bathrobe that fell off of her, and she's um, she's on top of her boyfriend. Again, I, this again yeah. one of the bat guano crazy things about that show. And is then we get in the to privacy see, of their own spaceships. They shopped at Fredericks of Hollywood for their for oh, their and, lingerie. And she's on TV, which is being broadcast to Good Lisa, so she can watch as the other Lisa that's harsh is man. doing her. And then, that's harsh. And then and then we get to see her face open up and the needle like no needle like teeth coming out as she just goes and dies for the neck. No. Yeah, that show that show jumps back and forth across the shark so much. That's fine. They actually had a shark. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Turned into a... Oh, know. my so, uh, God. No, it, it was kind of... Uh, it was all over the place. But you know what? Uh, what I'm more surprised about is that they have a panel at uh, WonderCon so, on Sunday. So I'm kind of curious. Are they really going to... Bring you know, it back. Well, I think you said, right, that they haven't officially canceled No, it. they haven't. But are they no. really going to talk about... Yeah, in season three, we're going to do this and that. I mean, yeah, they might just do it as a thanks to the fans kind of thing, too, you know. I think Answer I've, any unanswered questions. I think questions. we've seen panels with shows that are like. Well, like over. Battlestar Galactica oh, sure. did one, you know, that. Yeah. Except that Battlestar Galactica was. Lost it. Well, very what's the adjective I'd give there? Beloved? Oh, yes. right. Yeah. You know, uh, respected? Long lived? Yeah, but uh, sci fi fans will just love anything, I know. no matter what. I know. We have a bad. We get a bad rap. Yeah. I mean, we're still talking and about it. We deserve the, it. Oh, we know gosh. how bad it is. So. Well, we haven't talked about the cape. And we're going to keep it that way. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up before? No, we, I just uh, it was over the top bat guano crazy into an, into a bat guano crazy season. Yeah, so. yeah, mm. yeah. Was it, was and lights out gets canceled. Great. Yeah, right. I want to thank you, Lon, for convincing me to uh, save those seven hours of my life mm. and do something productive. Yeah, watch a good show like you know Justified or FX or. Shameless. That's a good show too. Shameless so. is good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Well, if you have any other show recommendations for Camelot uh, this Friday, well, by uh, or, or last uh, Friday, this past Friday. Oh. Yes. 
probably on demand. On Stars, yeah. yeah, probably on. Yeah. Demand. Oh, by the way, did you heard about that Stars deal with uh, with True. Netflix? Right, that they're no longer going to be starting April first, and they're no longer going to have their shows available on Netflix. A very boo next day. ninety day window. I tell you, boo. we're gonna we're gonna see a big distribution war on television and and, uh, and internet very soon because Showtime's also pulled uh, pulled there too. So. Can we shout out uh, congratulations to John Lehman, friend of the Oh, hey, show? we forgot to mention that. Speaking of Showtime, that John Lehman uh, has uh, signed with, with Showtime for Chew. The pilot's going forward. For TV? Cool. So that think, be, I've always thought that would make a better show than a comic. And so. it was described as a comedy. So is it, It's definitely a comedy. It's, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. A good black comedy. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's dark. It's, it's, it's dark. It's a comedy in its grotesqueness. So, but yeah. isn't Shameless kind of dis- kind of grotesque? not? I mean, you don't laugh when somebody starts eating another human being. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> right. I saw eating Raul. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm. Yeah. In on that old Sorry. reference, Laos spoiler. Okay. Yeah. If you got any questions, comments, compliments, you've heard of eating Raul. Commentary right into editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief. To my right, bring the in the thunder. God of lightning and power. You don't even know. Lon Lopez. Will that actually shave your beard like that? Oh, let me try. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Sorry, sorry, dude. I shot my load. That was loaded. Uh, and of course, we we thankful for sitting in tonight. Occasional contributor. Just keep an eye out for some photos from WonderCon on our uh, either more on life or we- our fanboy planet. Say your name, dude. That's David. what we're looking for. Top it. <laughs> okay. And guy telling us to say our name. Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Don't touch my hardware. (laughs) And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.